everybody. Uh, we are deep down in the bowels of Lee's music. It's episode 61 of Kamloops. Last week, Chris Folds, Greg the Engineer, Magic Mike, and Bill. You've never looked better. Thank you. What's this outfit? So, well, it's fall, right? We have, we're nearing 300 subscribers, so we should start dressing like men and women and adults. And um, no, my wife uh, got me something for Chris uh, for her birthday, and uh, she says she's vowed to now dress me for every Wednesday show. Oh, you're looking, you're looking. She, she's got sartorial splendor. She's fantastic with her fashion. And this is actually from McAllister and Howard downtown, so maybe they can uh, buy a sponsorship. What's sartorial splendor? Sartorial splendor is like she's really into fashion, dressing, and you know, okay. clothing. Mike, how do you review his outfit this morning? Two bigger words for me this morning, <laughs> but I, I too have gone to McAllister Howard, yep. and uh, they dressed store. me to be a young entrepreneur entrepreneur yeah. uh, when I was in that contest and I think you look dapper right? Thank you. I yeah. think you look it's really a nice good. nice shops downtown I think Bill right. said something about uh, you look like Jeff Goldblum from no, the, no, the no, fly you, you weren't paying attention no. No. <laughs> so what happened was uh, Mike my, I do this too Mike has uh, at home a closet full of identical jeans and shirts so you don't have to think and you get going in the morning but people might think oh because I never changed his clothes but no he has like a hundred different things in the fly, the remake, the Jeff Goldblum movie, yeah. he he was so he was such a scientist and so brilliant that he didn't have time to think about dressing. So in his closet, remember his girlfriend came over, and all he had was black suits, hundred of them, right? Remember the original fly, Bill? It was way better than the, it was more scarier when I was a kid. So are you saying because it was so hokey, and the fly had that little help me, and then the the man had the big fly head, yeah. and I thought that was scarier than the than the advanced uh, Jeff Goldblum because he's all you know all. Mucky and gross and stuff. Are you saying that you're a genius then too? A little arrogant comparing yourself to, to no Goldman? Mike. I don't. I don't have. I, no, I, I say Mike. Mike does that. I have different clothing because my wife makes me make dresses me differently every day. You know, I can't handle different socks. Yeah. If I have different socks on, it, my day is ruined. Especially if they're mismatched. Yeah. If I have a hole in my sock, socks. I throw it out right away. Oh, I yeah, can't yeah. do absolutely. it. And I let it roll for a while. When the socks start to get holes on, they all go away. They, new ones come. New in. ones come in. Yeah. That's right. I'm different uh, on that one. Let's move on here. That's way too much closed talk. 61, anything about that number? Yeah, you know, I was thinking about that today, actually, because normally when you say the number, I, I just think of something that comes Baseball. up. But, but today, because I was thinking, well, you'll probably ask me. Some, some weeks you don't ask me, but no. and, and, and I am a heavy on baseball for some reason. I've been reading a lot of baseball books. But anyway, I was just thinking today. At this time, 59 years ago, uh, John F. Kennedy, was he was sworn into office in 1961. So he would have been in office like nine months as we sit here right now, 59 years ago, which doesn't seem that long ago in some respects because it was before our births. But for some people, they'll remember like yesterday. You have an affinity for him? No, I just think he was, you know, he was the youngest president ever elected and he was the first Catholic president ever elected. I think Biden's the second. Uh, but then he was just a monumental president. He changed everything, right? His whole style and everything like that. Well, we have some people that want to change things in Kamloops and one of them is Arjun Singh. He's going to be on our show in the hot seat. He keeps it warm for Ainsley Grether of the TRU Wolfpack. Bubbly personality. Can't wait for her to join us. Six unbeaten for the Wolfpack women. Above the folds, you want to talk about a name change. A possible name change. Possible yeah, name the, change. The BC Liberals uh, are going to be voting on a name change because they're tired of the confusion of linking them with the federal Liberals, and there isn't a link. And so they have a proposed new name, which I find kind of funny, but some people like. A couple of great events on the weekend. Seems to me like Kamloops is getting back to normal. I was at Brew Loops, jam-packed. It was kind of like a place to be seen for politicians, too. Oh, yeah. I saw Kelly Hall, Sadie Hunter, Arjun Singh, All Frank Caputo, everybody out, uh, Katie Newstater, yep. who's who. And you were at the Tapestry Festival? The Tapestry Festival, which was just down the road from the Brew Loops in North Kamloops. That's kind of a groovy, turned into a groovy place in North yeah. Kamloops there. At McDonald Park. 
It was a multicultural festival. They had a lot of different dancing and performances from different cultures. They had tons of food from different cultures. Mm -hmm. And it's a dog-friendly park, so I took my dog down there with my wife and stepdaughter. And I saw a lot of um, uh, politicians too. I saw yeah. Sadie. I saw. I waved to Sadie. I saw um, Arjun walk by. Uh, Cole. Cole Hickson, he's yeah. everywhere. Cole Hickson's everywhere. I, everywhere I go, I turn, he's there, he's there. If he doesn't get elected, man, I don't know what's going to happen. He's running for school trustee. It, it was, was jammed at Brew Loops, too. They ran out of beer. They yeah. ran out of beer at Brew Loops. Some, some of the vendors did. And sure. it was just shoulder to shoulder. It felt like pre-pandemic times. It was pretty it was cool. nice, yeah. Lease Music, great job at the Blazers game. There was a bit of an issue out here, almost, but you saved the day Greg did with... Yeah, we had a... Uh, so Digger's Drum. Lee's Music always provides Digger's Drum for, for years and years and years. And, <laughs> Digger's the Blazers mascot. Yeah, and we had... Um, we put stickers on it, basically to reinforce the drum, because he beats it pretty hard and, and needs to be stronger than, than what it normally is. Yeah. So we put stickers on the inside and out. They're branded. Well, the printing took a little longer than we expected. So we got it in late, got it all together. I put it in a spot that I was going to trip on it to go out the shop so we wouldn't forget it. End of the day, we had to run back and grab it. Through all that crazy traffic mail, Greg drove through that, and I think he actually ran part of the way back. Is, <laughs> that, is that not true? Yeah. yeah. He's looking fitter. Well, he's got his BC Lions inspired runners on, too. Those yeah. are beautiful. Yeah, Orange I like is those. his favorite yeah. color. Well, that's a good, a good color to like. Yep. Also, Greg, um, sorry, Mike, you and I and, and Chris, as we do all the time, we were hanging out recently, mm -hmm. weren't we? And I think this time, or I know for sure that we did this, we were skydiving, weren't we? You know, yeah, skydiving, uh, tandem skydiving, which was kind of weird. It was your idea, but uh, I was like, yeah, okay. I'm I found it funny that in the tandem he was wearing a furry costume. And then he switched yeah. into a Pinocchio outfit That's at some right. point, yes. too. That was know, weird. Yes, yes. But yeah. then also, I don't know why you did this, but you showed up with a Sealy mattress. And well, because you don't want to break your fall in case <laughs> something goes wrong, right? Yeah, and, absolutely. And the springs on those uh, are so soft. And you feel like you're falling into feathers. When we were uh, supposed, so I can understand that. yeah, we were supposed to be doing a tandem dive, you know, hands together, mm -hmm. and you and your costumes, and <laughs> folds just kept on floating, floating away in this this sealy. Well, it's aerodynamics, really. If you think about it, it's like a sail. A mattress, as you're yes. skydiving, will lift you, and, and like a parachute, I, I suppose. That's right. And I, I I got separated from you guys, and I didn't see you till later. But I landed in the parking lot of North Hill Center, and I grabbed myself a coffee. <laughs> Unbelievable. At McDonald's there, and yeah, you're pretty close good. to somewhere else. I'm sure you walked over. To, yeah, to New Leaf, and I was, you know, because all that sailing with the mattress gets you hungry. So I grabbed a coffee from McDonald's, walked over to New Leaf, and and I grabbed a uh, <coughs> a red pepper. And uh, red pepper. Well, yeah. just because I needed to something just to you know stem my hunger, and then later we went for dinner. Any other highlights from the trip, Scott Evans, for you? Uh, you, you know, uh, my right ear is is totally blown out from you screaming like a little girl. I didn't realize your voice was that high pitched. Mm -hmm. um, but then you calm down, and that's when we jump. I was just screaming because in my head at that time popped the great deals that were going on at Gord's Kamloops, and I just couldn't help myself with the excitement. Yes. And the Gord's Giving Back program, I was thinking about that. Screaming with glee. I was just so happy that it broke the sound barrier even as we were falling. You could hear my excitement. That's right. Yeah. Amazing. So back to uh, real life here. Not that that wasn't real life, because that was also true. But the Fall Harvest Case Lot Sale runs from Thursday, that's tomorrow, September 29th, to Wednesday, October 5th, at the New Leaf Produce Market. Winfield apples, uh, cabbage, bell peppers, onions, squash, beets, carrots, potatoes, those are all Kamloops grown. We support local on this uh, show. And folks, pumpkins are in store now. They're $4. I was there this morning. When you advertise with us, we care. We go. I'm there every Wednesday morning. I talk to Manpreet, check Instagram out, and check the $4 pumpkins out. Halloween's coming up at the New Leaf Produce Market.
beautiful Wednesday morning at the New Leaf Produce Market. We're here with Manpreet. She's going to tell us a little bit about the case lot sale that's starting. When's it starting? Um, so it's starting on this Thursday. Apples and uh, vegetables, green bell peppers, cabbage, uh, beets and carrots. And also we have a special of our apple beet juice, apple juice, yeah. I love the juice. I know Herman loves the juice. So what is a case lot sale? What makes it special? 25 pounds of bell peppers are for only $19. So we have like a boxes of everything like apples, bell peppers, cabbage, uh, beets, 25 pounds. So really on a good price. I also see the sign beside you says pumpkins, $4 each. Yeah, so we have uh, decoration pumpkins and pie pumpkins. Those are really a good price. The big pumpkins are $4 each. <laughs> <laughs> the big pumpkins are only $4 each. Okay, that's a great deal. Herman's jacked. I'm jacked. Manpreet's jacked. Thanks a lot for doing this. Thank you. <laughs>we were talking about Chris's fashion today and in walks Arjun Singh with a custom made jacket. Tell us about this uh, ensemble. I love my mother. <laughs> That's all I'll say. <laughs> Otherwise, we'll just, you know, move along. Move along. Okay. Yeah. You have a nice shirt on. Thank you. Where'd you get that shirt? Uh, Did your I mom buy was... that for you too? No, no. God rest her soul. God she's rest she's her soul. no longer <laughs> with <laughs> us. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. Let's move right along. Arjun, why are you the man for the job? Why am I the man for the job? Well, I think, I mean, there's a lot of things that I think uh, this new term is going to bring to us, right? There's going to be uh, a lot of change on council. I think I bring a lot of experience to this uh, job. Um, I really try to um, uh, really canvas the community quite broadly during election campaigns. So I think I have a good sense of where the community is kind of right now on a lot of various topics and, uh, and concerns. Um, I think that the, the idea of our work with other, other orders of government, with the provincial government, with the federal government, uh, is becoming more and more critical, especially you look at community safety, healthcare, climate change, all these things, housing. So um, I've been very fortunate because I, I spent seven years uh, working on a provincial board of local government. I was president for a year. I, I, I know where the bathrooms are in Victoria. I'm increasingly understanding where the bathrooms are in Ottawa. Uh, and for me, that, that, I think that brings something very, very uh, different than uh, some of the other candidates because I've just had the opportunity to, be, to do those things. Um, and so in 14 years on city council, you know, I think I've had a lot of successes. I've made a lot of mistakes. I've tried to fail forward. Just that accumulation of experiences to me uh, really, really uh, a key thing. Um, you know, I think also that the idea that this newness of the council is coming in, so five new at least. Um, yeah. And that's going to take, I think, someone who kind of has a sense of how low government works, how we can push it and pull it to make it better. Uh, and again, fortunately, I've been uh, training people across the province for a number of years on how to be a good city councillor and how to be a good board director and stuff. So uh, those are all things I bring to it. I mean, I have a, my, my sort of origin story in Kamloops is my parents came here in the 60s, uh, late 60s from India. Uh, my, my community is very good to my parents. I feel a lot of uh, responsibility to give back to Kamloops uh, and a lot of love for the community. So foundationally, that's kind of a basis for everything. But the things I mentioned before that also really come into play. Last night, I think it was last night, so we're taping this on the 28th of September. So last night you posted on, on Facebook, as you 
often do. You were out campaigning, you ran into a business owner downtown who had been robbed. Yep. And you talked to a lot of people who are, as, as do we, who are beyond tired of the situation in town. Uh -huh. um, and that's the number one issue. It is. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. What can we do about it? Well, those are really important questions, and you're right. I was uh, I, 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 the first door I knocked on on last Friday was uh, Brenda from Golden Buddha downtown, and she'd had a she's a lovely person. She's such a wonderful individual, and she'd had this break in at uh, five in the morning, and she was all still shaken up. And these stories repeat themselves day after day after day, unfortunately, now in Camelot and all across the province. But it doesn't say we can't do something locally about these things, right? So I, I kind of bristle at this notion that. It's only other orders of government that actually can do something. I think we can do a lot locally. And I think I, I kind of tie that to uh, what's the best safety resource, right? So usually now when we have a problem, and a problem is a social issue, even, we send the RCMP, right? And the RCMP are frustrated because when they go, they realize this is not actually an issue where they, they actually have the best tools to, to sort of do the job. So um, I'm, and I've actually kind of mapped out in my own proposals a sort of step process. Number one is 24-7 outreach. Some, some communities are called peer-assisted crisis teams, mm -hmm. uh, where we actually take uh, an empathetic health approach to begin with. We, we try and make sure people are calm on the street, calmer on the street. Uh, when there is uh, a desire for folks to get off the streets, or, or there is uh, a push, people want to get off the streets, we can't say there's a wait list. Say a there's a two-week wait list is going to be just, it's not a good thing, right? But that's out of the city council. Well, and that's where we have to partner and lobby, right? That's yeah. what, we have to go, and right now we're kind of in this situation where, um, you know, we can't demand people do things. We can't, we, can't, we can't push them because they're actually technically a higher order of government. I don't like that term. Uh, we have to partner with them. We have to keep on working with them. And we have to keep on making the case. I think the, the Urban Mayor's Caucus that mm -hmm. Mayor Christian has been involved with, has been very effective in making this case to, to the province of government. Now we have to get the complex care facilities up and, and we have to get more you know, uh, services up. Now we're getting more services, to be fair to the Prince of government. We've got more detox beds, we've got a foundry coming, yep. all these things. But government is not working fast enough. They um, never are, and, peop and yeah. people, people have said that, and you're never going to have an overnight success regardless of who's, who's well, elected mayor yeah. or council. However, what do you think, David Eby is the likely next premier of, of this province, depending yes. on what happens with all the shenanigans in the leadership race. <laughs> what do you think of his, his, his idea, and Mike O'Reilly, your councilmate, has also said the same thing, and I happen to agree with them. What do you think of mandatory treatment or mandatory incarceration for people who are repeatedly being tended to by paramedics for overdoses and other issues? I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah. Uh, because I to think, save them from themselves. Well, exactly, and it's a small number. Like This is yeah. not around like rounding up everybody, no. putting them in a tronchial leg institution like we did back in the 80s. Mm -hmm. This is like, okay, buddy, you are like lighting fires all yeah. over town. The cops are catching you. They're releasing you. People all around are just getting, or just tearing their hair out. What do we do with this guy? And this guy is actually calling out for help himself. But the law says you can't do <laughs> the that. The law says you can't. So I was in Ottawa, I don't know, back in November, talking to a lady from Minister of Justice on this very issue. And, and, and she said, well, we want to take a health approach. Well, I, okay, I get that. But you don't understand. On the community side, like, we're losing people who, who had compassion. And that's getting less and less and less, right? We have to have a compassionate approach for most of those folks, but there's a small number, and it's called the prolific offenders, or it's called, you know, whatever you want to call that name. Uh, these are folks who are really, really sick or really, really just off in a criminal path. Yeah. And we have to find better ways because uh, that is really what's coloring the whole discussion. 
uh, when I talk to people about this, especially when they've been in, had a, had an incident, they just wanted to go away. Mm. But again, my experience tells me that we have to take a stepwise approach. We have to try and shorten up the timelines. If if I'm mayor, I would like to see uh, these out outreach teams out by six months. You know, I, I think that would be a good thing to know. That'd be well, fast. We have staffing problems. Yeah. We have issues around that. I had a chat with Minister Malcolmson at UBCM, and she said, you know, these people who actually work in nightclubs and, and bars late at night who actually like, are dealing with all these people who are kind of a little bit, I'm going to get more and more belligerent as the yeah. night goes on, not in a big way, but actually good folks actually transfer yeah. over into this well, kind of work. Experience. And what happens to the bars, though? Yeah. That, 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 that's yeah. a bit of a problem. But anyways, yeah. we're all working on this stuff. Okay, so you have a lot of experience. You're the most experienced counselor. You've been on council the longest the most time. most handsome, too. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> that's, uh, yes, uh, I, think, uh, I think uh, oh, Marty was saying it. It's debatable. <laughs> now, we've had, um, now you've, you're, the, you're the only one there who has served as mayor. You're interim mayor between, uh, yes. between Millibar and, and Christian's terms. I was going to raise that. Thank yeah. you. Well, no, so you have that experience in the actual office. Yeah. You have been on the UBCM, FCM. Mm -hmm. uh, you have more uh, connections there than the other candidates. However, the flip, and I think that's an advantage to knowing how things work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The flip side, there has been criticism of career politicians. Dieter Duty has said that he will serve one or two terms, and he, he, uh, he fired a shot at Sadie Hunter by saying, I have no aspirations for higher <laughs> office. Obviously, that he was referring to Sadie when she took a leave to run for the NDP. Yeah. Some people say when you run for council, you're giving a promise of four years, and if you run for something else, that's a broken promise. Darpan Sharma is one of uh, your most uh, vocal critics. You've, I love dealt, that guy. you've dealt with him on online. You guys go at it quite a bit. He's running for for city council yeah. uh, among a coalition, and yeah. he has said loudly that he will serve two terms and there should be term limits. Yeah. What do you think of that argument? Going, you know, you have all this experience, yeah. but should it be a career to be a municipal politician? I think people will decide that. I mean, I think right no, now. No, what do you think? Right now, we need experience. Okay. We need people who actually know what the hell they're doing. Because of the you know, new council. So, Darpan always says, I don't want to be, I, I have no ounce of political correctness. Yes. But I would add that he has no ounce of political savvy. Yes, okay. Right? Hmm. You got to be savvy in this world, right? You got to know who to talk to, right? You can't just blow everything up. Yes. Like, how is that going to work? Please just, please just run that through in your own heads. Someone gets in, you know, all the administration's got to go, right? Like, no more meals for council. Like, I mean, like you gotta think about how this actually works in a practical sense, right? They don't know how it they works. They don't know, and and like, look, I like people who are who are coming and who are new, who want to build community, right? Don't tear stuff down, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. Just build it together, right? And like I've had so many discussions with my colleagues, where we we've, we've gone at each other on policy, we've made it on policy, right? And again, afterwards, we go for coffee or we go for a beer, or a glass mm -hmm. of wine. Mm -hmm. That's what council should be about, right? It's not about people in the, like the provincial legislature where you can't talk to the guy in the other team. Mm -hmm. That is not how this should work, right? And this is how I think some folks are talking about it. So again, back to experience, I mean, yes. I mean, I, I certainly think that um, I don't believe in term limits. I think people will decide that, will decide when your time is over, right? Pat Wallace, one of my mentors, had a 30-year illustrious career in the council and people revere that woman, yeah. right? Because of what she did for the community. I mean, you think about it being a woman back in the 70s on city council, right? Mm -hmm. And she taught all of us uh, who had the pleasure of serving with her how to do things in a way that actually I think was very effective. 
You mentioned what Dieter said about Sadie. Sadie, by the way, will be on our show next week to defend herself, including against um, something she uh, heard Ray Dollywall say on our show last week that she disagreed with. So Sadie, we, uh, we hear you. You'll, you'll be on the show next week. Awesome. Speaking of Ray Dollywall, um, he talked about bullying and intimidation on, on council and at City Hall. Mm-hmm. Sadie's also talked about that too. Mm-hmm. Ray referenced an alleged joke about his uh, height that was made a few years back. What's your experience with bullying and intimidation? I, I really, I, I don't, I, I honor and respect people who, who say they've been bullied. I mean, I, I haven't experienced that myself, except in my first term for maybe a, a little bit here and there from different folks. But really, I think that ultimately, as a city councillor, you have a lot of authority, right? Um, people, when they get elected, and Sadie's done a very good job of this. She's, she's really put herself out there with things that she believes in and talks about, right? Deal the same way. We go out and we, and we talk about the things. And, you know, there are things that people can't stop you from doing when you're a city councillor, right? Um, so I think that, again, getting this whole, like, sort of, you know, toxic maelstrom is not really that productive. I think we have to kind of think about how the rules and responsibilities and, and honouring everybody. But also we have to say that when you're at, on the roll, you should take advantage of it. And that's what I'll say about but that. You, but you saying, you're saying you haven't really seen it. No. No. Okay. okay. If there's been a criticism of you, it's like you like to dialogue. You like to dialogue with people. Um, but are you willing to call people out when their opinions are wrong and take a stand? And, did you hear my comment about Darpan just now? Yes, I did. Yes, okay, I did. Thank you. Any, any other, anything else? Any, <laughs> no, but with Darpan, and you do it respectfully, but some, on Darpan, he'll be online. I, you know, just, he'll say something, and you'll say, he'll just, say something very, just very about that. Well, yeah. I, I know you guys were like saying with me a while ago, like I always say with respect and respectfully yes. and stuff. That's important stuff. I get that. Yeah. But not, no, not no, no. no, but if someone walks down the road and says, you're an asshole, <laughs> sometimes so, you don't want to say, I respect your opinion. No, because some opinions shouldn't be respected as what some people say. But I don't. And this. This is, this, this is uh, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to address this. Yes. Because, number one, do I stand on the fence? No, because ultimately we always have to make decisions, right? But you don't want to make a decision until the last, last opportunity because you want to be thoughtful through the whole piece, right? You want to talk to people. This is a team sport, right? I don't want to be in a place where I box myself in the beginning. Now, about, uh, you, you said assholes? Yeah, someone calls you an yeah. asshole. I mean, yeah. people so, have said really so, 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 vile things to you online, but but and you're very diplomatic in response. And well, I'm thinking I would be I would be surrender the person. Well, because here's the thing: I give people a couple of chances, right? Mm. Uh, I think that a lot of times my experience has been when people get mad at you as a group or individually, if you reach out to them and say, "Let's have a chat," the moment you have a chat, they're they're very nice because they know that you're actually an individual, right? right? Now, some folks in this day and age have gotten you can't do that anymore, right? And so I just cut my losses, right? There was a guy at the farmer's market forum who was heckling us and, you know, you know kind of like, you know, trying to like sort of, you know, set us off our game a bit during the forum. And after the forum, he said to me, uh, How, why should I vote for you? I said, I don't want your vote. You know, please, please leave. You so know? there you go. Yeah. And so, and so but, but that is that's something you do at the last resort. But I think right? social media has made it so much worse because people won't say to you in person what they would say on social but media for the most part. People actually... Um, laud the ability that I have to actually work with folks sometimes can be difficult, Yeah. right? Um, and that's an important skill in this whole game, right? But I think also um, you have to, again, draw the line. So if somebody is um, crossing that line, so comes to someone's house or is, um, you know, just continues, continues, continuously being, you know, a horrible person, yes, you have to call that out. Right, and I, I, I've been doing that more and more because it's happening more and more. Yeah, it is happening more yeah. and more. Yeah. 
Is that does that get to you ever? I do. I do actually feel for for you and, and a lot of other people Who's who are Herman? In the public. Herman, Herman, who are in the in the public eye. But um, yeah. does it get to you? Do you ever see some of these comments and and you know feel pain? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, it, it, it's funny though because I, I um, my dear friend Josie Osborne, who's now a minister of the government, was mayor of Tofino, right? And Josie said, you, 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 "It's not a thick skin or a thin skin; it's a permeable skin, right?" So you have to let things through that actually are good points, yeah. uh, even if they're kind of sometimes inartfully expressed, <laughs> you know. Um, but you have to also uh, definitely have to buck yourself up with uh, friends and family, your big supporters. You know, I go to Run Club every Sunday. I'm a Run Club coach. Yeah. Like I got lots of love there, lots of friends there. Yeah. You know, I can be sort of myself in a way, kind of as, a, as an individual, right? I mean, when you're working as, as a counselor, I think you have to be, you have to hold yourself up to a higher standard of not only conduct, but also receptiveness, mm. right? You have to be there for people when they need you. Uh, and sometimes people need you and they're pretty, pretty angry about stuff, right? But again, like it does, it does bug me, and it worries me. I think when people think that the best way of getting a point across is by being a jerk. Yeah. Because I mean, the best way, the best way of getting a point across is just getting your point across, right? And I've had plenty of chats with folks who are, are not very happy with me, but they do it in a very, in a very respectful and gentle way. And then, then it's like a whole other, like you're happy to have that conversation, yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. Like vinegar and sugar, whatever. You can track more. More uh, things with honey than. But I will than, say than I'm than a lover more than a fighter. I'm a lover more than a fighter. That whole analogy. There. So you're well, you know, you, you, you track more stuff with uh, honey than vinegar because anyway. Yeah, can we give more analogies about that? That's <laughs> yeah, it. I like no, that. It's like it's um, um, you're tied very tightly with the climate action plan that this council uh, approved very last proud year, of that. and um, and I think. I think the, 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 the measures being taken are being uh, borne out as probably most people, I think, I would hope, would think that we have to do this as well as mitigation mm -hmm. because of what we've seen. The, the heat dome, you know, the Atlantic Canada just saw the most destructive hurricane ever, et cetera, et cetera. So that's something you want to keep working on. Mm -hmm. That's something that you're proud of. Mm -hmm. um, I don't have any questions. I just want to point that out because that is something that you're tied to. But, but I wanted to talk about another issue that is not settled, and that's the Recreation Master Plan, in particular yep. the Performing Arts Centre. Yep. The Performing Arts Centre is one of the most contentious issues ever here. Um, it's contentious, really. It's hugely. <laughs> so we have uh, we've had a, we've had a referendum fail. We had a referendum be killed by the pandemic. We might have a referendum in the future, and it's the most. We will have a referendum it's, it's, in the future. It's, it's, it's polarizing as hell. And uh, Ray Dollywell, your worthy challenger, was on the show last week, and yeah. I asked him, and he said, "Not now." He, he supports Unless it, but not now. Unless we get a ton of grants. And, 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 yeah, and I said, well, if you wait, it's just going to get more expensive. Yeah. So if you do support it, why not build it now rather than spend more money later? And he went into, well, we can't afford it right now. We're in a, we have to deal with the city stuff, maybe in the future, maybe with grants. Explain why to the, to, the, to the doubters out there, to the critics who say, I can't afford any more tax increases, Arjun. Why is a PAC a good thing? Well, so again, in, in, my, in my platform, what I'm talking about is actually the fact of the operating costs of the, of the PAC, or the, or the AAC, the Arts Centre. Uh, the actual um, the actual debt servicing is kind of coming off now for other projects, so it'll come on for the art center, and so it won't be any more taxes. Obviously, you could reduce taxes potentially, but that never the really the capital seemed, might be a wash. The capital might be a wash. So the operating side, which is probably between three hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars subsidy a year for that building, mm -hmm. how how can we get that down? What can we do to actually generate enough revenue, have enough utilization of that facility? To actually make it um, make it uh, revenue neutral, or in fact, a bit of a surplus. Now that's that's a big to ask. But when we built a Truman Capital Center, and I was around when, when that building was built, or actually not when it was being built, but when it was actually in operation, 
initially that made money, mm -hmm. the, uh, the German capital side, because it was a really, really useful facility, right? From, from cradle to grave, people were using it, all sort of aspects of people who wanted to be active. Um, so this is the same idea with the art center, is how can we actually look at the art center and say, what's the best way of generating revenue, right? And how can we actually make it, I always call it iconic enough, that people actually are, it's not like gonna cost a huge moon to build you know, comparatively, but it's like a really beautiful building. People wanna be there, they wanna be in that sort of facility and that, that, that sort of around the facility. I think that's the kind of ticket there. And I've talked to Mr. Fawcett and others about you know, what we can do in, the, in, in that way. And I think it's a really po po uh, positive opportunity. Now, there's always gonna be folks who say no, right? But even the, even the Terminal Capital Center, what was that vote, 55, 45, something like that, mm -hmm. with the, the referendum back then? And I, I would venture to say a lot of folks have voted against it. Now use, now use it, yep. you know? And they love to go there. So this is kind of the issue around, you know, when you build something and go through that kind of like controversy, I don't think it's as polarizing as you say. I think it's extremely polarizing. You should have seen the debates online. You should have seen the the the, the you, venom we were getting. Stay on, stay off, stay off. No, the you, I got calls. I got calls. I get people coming to the office, and it was it was crazy. It, it was so crazy. Oh, what do you think? What do you, you think? Of, what, oh yeah. What do you think of this idea? Uh, uh, whether it's a city led. This is the last question we got to go. City city led idea, whether it's legislative. Uh, possible or a P3 mm -hmm. idea like they do in the Lower Mainland a lot where you build the art center on top you build condos and that funds the operation. That could work. Yeah. I mean I think we have an art center society, we have a uh, you know a really really amazing philanthropist who's got a vision for the building. We should try to make sure we're working somewhat in those parameters, right? But I think whatever makes it work, we should make it work, right? Our our um, arts groups like the Western Canada Theatre Symphony Others, they punch way above their weight in terms of the actual things they produce. Let's give them a facility that not only works for them, but also attracts uh, interest in our, in our community from the right people. I did give all the other candidates a chance to say whatever they wanted to say at the end. So the floor is yours if there's anything top of mind. Um, what else do I want to say? I, I think, um, yeah, so I think that one of the things that I, I do want to say is that, and I've heard Dieter say this about being reasoned and measured and stuff, I think that's really important. I also think you have to be bold. But you have to meet the moment of this time, which is not a time where uh, sometimes if you're, if you're too reasonable, nothing changes. You stay on the hamster wheel, right? We still have the same issues with different things. So I think we have to look at bold ideas and bold actions. Um, the work I'm trying to put forward in terms of crisis outreach teams or in terms of more acceleration of, of bike paths and cycle paths, those are all things that have pushed uh, some of the conversation in a way, I guess in a good way. And more of that's really important because, yeah, you know, I, I just on the whole wildfire thing, I've sat next to John Poldman at Regal District for a number of years, right? And to see what that community went through, and what we almost went through last in July of two thousand and yeah. whatever that was, twenty one. Yeah. yeah, like this is not something we can actually live with anymore. We've got to really work on getting a mission. All these things we have to work on is concurrent crises, which also present concurrent opportunities. And I think that the experience that I bring the the sort of relationships that I can bring to bear or might be helpful to the community. Okay, there it is. Get out and vote also. October 15th. October 15th. We've got a forum coming up soon. October 5th. October 5th. That's true, 7 p.m. Arjun will be there. Everyone will be there. I'll be there. Stick yeah. with us. The title of Hastings is next. It's Ainsley Gretha from the TIA Wolfpack. It's brought to you by Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center. Don't want the nine-hour cycle, please. Freaking $500 hydro bill, piece of trash. Yeah. I need to speak to Gord on the Niner. Hey, no, I'm actually Steve, the new owner. First things first, pal, you should probably update your sign. 
number two, my dishwasher is mangled, tangled again, the nine hour cycle, hydro bill through the roof. You guys don't fix appliances, I know that, so I need a new one. We actually do fix appliances, but if you want, I can try some new ones first and have a look. You got a price in mind? Money is not an obstacle for me. <laughs> Money's definitely an obstacle. He's the cheapest guy in Kamloops. Ain't that right, Darby? Well, this here is going to be your Cadillac model, top of the line. This is our middle of the road dishwasher, just a great dishwasher at a great price. This is our budget friendly model, still a great dishwasher, just at a bit of a lower price. Price doesn't work for me, but let's see if we can fix mine at home. Alrighty then. There you go, seems to be good. How's the fridge working? The fridge is fine, Gord. It's Steve. Shazam! And the guy turns into a superhero, and ISIS... It's not 1969, ISIS bud. was the... Off-camera, we've already talked about ISIS. We're gonna leave that alone. Yes. But, uh, <laughs> you wanna deal with the tattoos now? Well, I'm just gonna well, introduce the guests first. This is Ainsley Grether of the TIU Wolfpack. Hello. Soccer team. Soccer team, six match on Beaton Street going on yeah, right this now. Is this is very good. And, and, and off-camera, I was just saying, I was noticing, I said, are these real? Not the... Not the fingernails, but the, the tattoos. Yeah. And you said yes, and I thought that's cool. And I said, it looks like ISIS. And everybody freaked out. <laughs> and she thought I was talking about the terrorist group, yeah. but it was an old Shazam ISIS. <laughs> Bill knows morning, back in the day, craft morning thing. 1973 that yes, nobody knows It was about. a superhero thing before superheroes were huge. And then you said it means nothing, which blew my mind. Yeah. All right, go ahead. And here we are. That's it about the tattoos? They, they mean yeah. nothing? They just, for aesthetic look. Yeah, absolutely. Just, you know, a you light, like the lightning bolt thing. Lightning bolt, I go fast. Ah, right. Just, so it does mean something. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, Mike, we drink exclusively McDonald's coffee ba -ba 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 -ba. on this show. Ainsley does not drink exclusively McDonald's coffee, though. What are you drinking these days? <sighs> depends on the day. I mean, As far as superstitions and, and coffee goes. Okay, we're getting into it. Yeah. Well, my order... My Matt Dunnigan? <laughs> my order at Starbucks is uh, Americano, brown sugar syrup, oat milk. I like to start my day always with a hot coffee because I'm not crazy. I don't drink cold coffee in the morning. That's pretty much it. But you and Cam and Kurtz are, yep. have made a habit out of this. Yeah, so me and Cam, I mean, we've been, we've been doing this soccer thing together for a long time. And when I came back this year, we just, two peas in a pod, like we just got to kind of do everything in line together. So we've got that order every day before a game and then we drink a matcha latte with oat milk after that one so like we we uh we don't mess around like in lethbridge we went like 12 blocks just to get to starbucks <laughs> even though there was like 10 coffee shops here we were like yeah because nah, it's take... leading to wins yeah it's working right money not an issue for these university students either Apparently it's 14 not. Oh. yeah it's expensive we yes. can't afford it but we just do it anyways right you're saying though that's just one of many superstitions it what is. else is going on well, okay, so obviously there's like the athleticness superstitions, like things I eat during the week, things I, like the way I train during the week. That's all important. That's, that's the baseline, okay? However, there are a little, you know, there's some things that we, we just can't mess with. Like uh, we'll shut out Dorian's, the Greek food downtown. Dorian's. Dorian's Thursday down. night, 7.30 after Cam's lab. Um, a couple of us roll down there. Another $60 meal. That An you can exactly. Like, just a sabaki or something else? We get like the chicken and shrimp platter. Oh, yes. Sometimes yes. with an extra potato, you know, got a load. It's a good deal. You get a lot of food. For yeah, person, absurd yeah. amount. I mean, none's left. Like, we're all athletes. <laughs> we're just like getting into it. Whatever you're doing, it's it's working because That's you're true. six unbeaten and you've never had that before. Never. Uh, the yeah. program's never had that before. Mm -hmm. More seriously, what is working now that, that wasn't before? Oh, I think. 
I kind of spoke to you about it late, like earlier this week. Um, it's just a different vibe this year, I think. Like, it's so much more so than just showing up and kicking a ball and girls being like, you know, half there and maybe like half somewhere else. Like, everybody shows up and you can just tell, like, this year everybody wants to be here, everybody wants to win. And like, that kind of championship mentality is like, it's so apparent this year versus like every other year that I've played for sure. Well, 2018, 2019 you played, then you took a year off. During those years, you had only five wins in 28 games. You never made the playoffs. Does it get taxing? Oh God, yeah. Losing? Oh God, yeah. Like it's, it's honestly just this kind of ongoing spiraling thing, right? Because I mean, you get on the bus, you're driving 10 hours home after you lose and you get a zero point weekend in Alberta. Like, how can you show up Monday on pra like to practice on Monday and just be like, yeah, we're going to face Trinity and UBC next weekend who are one and two in Canada and we're coming off of, I don't know, six consecutive losses, right? It's, it's, such a, it's such a mental thing and I think like there are really strong athletes in our program and I think that there's also been like a lot of athletes that just can't really grasp like what it is like to, to lose and how to kind of come out of that slum and I just think that we maybe have a lot more like stronger athletes like mentally and physically this year. And I don't want to rip you too hard here, but no goals for you during those two years. I think it was 28 games, no goals. Yeah. But well, two. She had 50, 51 shots on end, didn't she? I don't know how many shots yeah, she had. Lots. But not not that many. No goals, but two this season. Yeah. So you found your scoring touch. I think I think like um, obviously it's nice to score. <laughs> I've always been kind of more of a defending like player, and honestly, like in. In my first two years playing, it was just a whole lot of parking the bus and defending, defending. Yeah. Like our goal opportunities were minimal, and I think like not to say that like oh it wasn't me. Like I think being young, you know, you're 18. Like it's hard just to come out and you're playing against like girls that just know how to capitalize and like you're kind of not really there yet. So in our very newspaper, you won two games in Alberta. You said when we won our six point weekend, that was decided before we even got to Alberta. That's what she said. We knew we were coming home with six points. So mm -hmm. is that cocky or is that just a wolf being a wolf? Is that just confidence? Well, that's just a wolf being a, a wolf. Like, I think it's just a matter of it wasn't we didn't really know our opponents. We knew that Lethbridge, to be honest, like was more of like a bottom pack team. So like looking at that, it's like giving yourself the confidence right away. Like, hey, yes, you can't underestimate any opponent in this league. Like, honestly, every team is good. It doesn't matter like their record, even like years before like teams playing us, like it would be sometimes a dog fight out there just for like a good team to win one nothing. But so you can't underestimate any team. I just think like we were just like, we set that standard. Like we don't know these teams, but we know that we can beat these teams. So like, let's go there, let's do the job and then let's get home. Okay, let me play devil's advocate right now then, okay? There's absolutely no way that after this weekend, the TIA Wolfpack is eight unbeaten because you got UBC, eight and one, yeah. number one ranked in the country. It's not gonna happen. Yeah, well, you know, I love, I love an upset. All right, bring on the sport upset. UBC, they're always good. But I don't know, this group's different. Like, this group is so different, and I think we play good soccer, and I think that we play, like, strong soccer. So, like, if, if the worst things happens is that we beat UVic and we tie UBC, that's, that's like, a pretty, I would say, it's I'd put money on that. Yeah. I would say a four-point weekend. If I can get two points off of UBC, <laughs> yeah. I'll take it. And honestly, if I can't, but we give them an absolute fight out there and right. we they walk off that field going oh god i hope we don't have to play them in playoffs the good news 
Starbucks. Got to be like 48 locations yeah. right around yeah. the, the <laughs> oh, UBC. God, yeah. So you're going to be juiced up on There's caffeine. There's for sure one I know where it is in UBC. <laughs> like, I'm like, we got this dial. <laughs> what day is the game in time against UBC? I don't know. Well, it's, it's in Vancouver anyway. Yeah, but what, what, uh, like the nighttime. I, I have them both. I don't know. Probably so 530. We don't know. I can get my daughter to go there. She goes to UBC. Maybe she'll cheer okay, you Okay, good. There yeah. you go. Tell her to bring the Java. Yeah. Any um, <laughs> any other quirks about this team? Anything interesting about this team? Is anyone into Mike Cowbellows? He's into cowbellowing. I move. He moves. Is it any, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Is there anything different about the team? Any interesting factoids? Oh, I wish that I had thought about this before. Um, ah, there's a lot of good characters on the team. I yeah. mean, the girls like to have fun or good. whatever. Works, well, if the team know. wants a lesson in cow bellowing, Mike, are you willing to? Hey, we might need that. As a third-generation bellower, <laughs> oh, okay. uh, especially when you're on, you know, the the bus driving past the cow fields, uh, the bovine human relationship of being able to moo and talk to mm -hmm. them, I can really help out with that. So yeah. I'm happy to yeah, I'm sure. present my findings to you. Good, good. We actually, on the way home from Lethbridge, we played this game called Horses. And you obviously know, like, coming from Lethbridge, it's just like you can watch your dog run away for, like, days, right? Yeah. So we're just looking. Everybody's, like, falling asleep. There's, like, ten of us in the back of the bus. And everybody's in and out of different sleep schedules. And the whole point of the game was you got to count out horses. So you got to, like, look. And, like, if you wake up and you're like, ten horses, like, you get ten points. <laughs> if you see a cemetery, you get to take somebody else's horses away. <laughs> and if you see a church, you get to double your horses. So it was just, like... Lying there, like, and then I'm just—it's dead quiet on the bus, and somebody's like, "Twenty horses!" And I'm like, "Oh God!" So that was a good. That's what a being a team is all about. You, yeah. hear, these, you hear these stories. Competition. Different than punch buggy in my day, but yes, that's cool. Yeah, Very we don't cool. beat each other up that much. We're gonna move on now to above the folds, which is brought to you by, not Starbucks. It's brought to you by. Ba -ba 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 -ba. McDonald's. Ainsley, last words. Anything. Oh, thanks for having me, and pack the pack, I guess. Right. There you go. Yeah, all right. Just a wolf being a wolf. Just a wolf being a wolf. I'm here for a while. I've been with McDonald's for seven years now overall. I started when I was 14 and moved up the ladder that way. Okay, so you've been here for, for a while then. I mean, yeah. When you first got to McDonald's, how long were you planning to be here for? Um, honestly, it was just a little high school job. I was going to do this through high school, go to college. Um, I did leave to Vancouver for college for a little bit. But I did stay with McDonald's and then I came back to work for Brandy. And what has this job meant to you? It's incredible. I love being able to just have an impact on, on youth um, the way that my fellow managers had an impact on me as a kid. If we just surprised them at a practice and got into cowbellowing, there'd be some great footage. <laughs> Anything you want to talk about from your column? Well, uh, on the heels of having Arjun Singh here, we um, just a column in today's newspaper, 28th and online at camloopsthisweek.com, just about the, how the campaign, the civic election campaign is progressing. It's getting a little testy. And there's a lot of, uh, not a lot, but there's a few barbs being shot between the candidates. And um, that tells me, and that's, that's not unusual, right. but for a municipal campaign, it's getting a little testy. And it tells me that other people are worried about other candidates or they're just, uh, and or they're, they're, they know that it's, it's anyone's game. This is the first campaign since I've been here in 05 where there's no shoe in 
right? There's yeah. no shoe in. Every single year, Ken Christian would top the polls as school district or council as mayor. You knew he was going to win. There was nothing you can do about it. Every year, Arjun Singh is one or two in the council council candidate list. Um, but this year, um, even the, the three incumbents for council, um, nothing against them, but I'm thinking this year, because of all the issues and all the sort of anger out there and all the people who are wanting change and and if there is an increase in voting, I think you're going to see, um, it's, it's, it, you can't bet on this election. I was going to ask you, barbs, like it or not, they draw attention. Yep. And you're saying that this is going to be a close race that draws attention. So maybe voter turnout improvement? Well, you would hope so. But we thought so last time. We thought so in, in, in numerous past elections. And, and it's never gotten past 34%. And um, it's always been between 29 and 34% since I've been here. And that's and 34 is a really good turnout. And there's some people online who are saying, hey, it's going to hit 40 and 50. There's no chance because people just don't care. Um, a lot of that a lot of that noise online does not translate yeah. to, to votes at the polls. Hopefully, I mean, the more the merrier, but uh, it's just interesting how it's going. And um, it's fun to see the dynamics of which candidate, it's almost like one of those Venn diagrams, which candidates after, which one fears this one, which one's, <laughs> yeah. it's just neat to see. Yeah. Yeah. Potential name change here, how do you feel about it? Yeah, the BC Liberals, um, uh, under Kevin Falcon, the new leader, they, they did this, uh, this uh, sort of um, online uh, interaction with their members and they've come up with they had 2,000 they, they, they say they had 2,000 plus more than 2,000 ideas for names I don't know if there's that many names in the Bible number amount in the political world but they say that and what they came up with and they're gonna vote on at the end of the year is uh, BC United and first when I say what's the first thing you think when you say BC United no, I think DC United. Yeah, you think soccer team. You think soccer team is one letter removed from the Major League Soccer team in the national capital of the United States. And that's a good and a bad thing because a bad thing is um, if they do vote, the, the people, the members are going to vote and the, by the end of the year. They're going to say, do you want BC Liberals or, or BC United? No other choices. And the majority rules. I'm thinking they'll probably go with BC United. And um, it's a headline writer's dream, right? You know, if they lose the election, they get relegated, right? If, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. If they if, if they get you know if they get blanked and you know they, you know they get blanked. United I mean, they stand. Yeah. Divided, divided, they, divided they, fall. they fall. Or you know the headline uh, untied will be a will be a typo there. And it's just it, to me it's um and then it also could be linked to the uh, Alberta United Conservatives, which are not. Uh, not everyone's cup of tea, so it's it's an odd name, I think. The second choice, Todd Stone told me in an interview yesterday, Todd Stone is our MLA for Kamloops South Thompson, was BC Party. Um, but there's two issues. One, someone's registered that before, and that, that once it falls into non-registration, you have to wait for some arcane BC election, elections BC rule. You have to wait so many years before you can use it again, so that's unavailable. So anyway, the BC Liberals, though, are not affiliated with the federal liberals. Yeah. People forget that, and a lot of people don't know that. And so what the, the, the reason for this is they don't want to be connected to any party, mm -hmm. uh, officially or unofficially. So a lot I of people- understand that. A lot of people in, in BC will say, I'm not voting for the BC liberals, I hate Trudeau. Yeah. Well, it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. And it goes back to the social credit party under the great wacky Bennett. When I say great, I mean like he, he changed the province. Um, and in 1951, the social credit party uh, was uh, was came to be, and then it came to be into the legislature with members. 1952, they won, and then they 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 ruled till 72, and then again from 75 to um, to 91. And they, um, but the Social Credit Party was a uh, a coalition of federal liberals and conservatives under the Social Credit. 
banner. And that's basically what Social Credit became BC Liberals. They just moved into this, uh, they took over that party. So the BC Liberals are really the Social Credit, and they're both just federal liberals and conservatives who are, who are united against the NDP. It's like a center-right on the federal... Yeah, it's everyone but the NDP going against the NDP under a name, and the liberal name they don't think works. It did work for 16 straight years, but it's not working anymore. And BC United will probably be the new name. Uh, I'm not sure. What do you think of the name? Any time they have these massive ordeals where they name something new and they come up with these ideas, I'm just, man, I don't know. It's like the CFL, like Rough Riders, two Rough Riders, and, well, and, and then the Red Blacks. Like the that really, has nothing to do with anything. First of all, the Rough Riders. It's the same crack team no, with the not, CFL. No, it's not. And no, it's they're probably not. the same guys it's who totally did Washington different. football team. No, no you, have no, you have no clue. I do what have it is, clue. No, the Rough Riders of Ottawa was two words, Rough Riders, capital R, capital R. The Rough Riders of Saskatchewan was one word. Exactly. And oh, they wow. Came, they came from two different leagues that merged. And do you know the, the genesis of that name, how great that name is? Teddy Roosevelt, the Rough Riders going to San Juan Hill. You don't know this. <laughs> and here's, a, here's another thing, though. Here's another thing with this, um, with, the, with this name change and all this kind of stuff like this. What do you think would be a better name than BC United for the center-right coalition? I, I'm not. I'm not saying that I have all the answers. I'm saying a lot of money is. Do you have something? No, I don't. I'm just saying names change all the time. The CFL again, like the Red Blacks too. That that's what they came up with. Yeah, because I understand that. Because it, it goes from an outsider's bilingual thing. An outsider's perspective. Yes. The people look in and they say, "Oh, you guys had at one point two the same the Rough Riders. Now you got the Red Blacks in. It's just like, what's a bill? What's Buffalo a Buffalo Bill, Cody? Buffalo yeah, but, Bill but what's Cody. a bill though? It's just it's a what's Buffalo. A bill? It's, a, it's just plural. The Buffalo Bills. Oh, it's a bill. Buffalo Bill Cody. It's named after Buffalo Bill. Well, then why is it called the Bills? Well, why do they have? What's their logo? It's a buffalo. Yeah, but the city's it's named a buffalo, buffalo. So what? It makes sense. What was the NDP's former name? I don't know. CCF. Okay, is that is that that's one Tommy Douglas? Tommy Douglas, yeah, the great See? Tommy Douglas. Oh, yeah, I got a clue. There you go. So what you're saying is we should be proposing BC Rough Riders? <laughs> no, that would be a good name for the team. BC Rough Riders. Week, Rough Riders. If we have to, <laughs> we do need a show mascot. Actually, uh, a while ago we talked about that. We mm -hmm. still haven't got one. Let's wrap the show. Thanks to our sponsors, New Leaf Produce Market to Gord's Appliance and Mattress Center, to McDonald's. Next week, we wrap our mayoral candidate interviews with Sadie Hunter in the hot seat. For Chris Folds, for Greg the Engineer, for Magic Mike, and for Bill, we'll see you last week. That's what makes it so beautiful. Well, I don't care about the outsiders. I'm in Canada here. Let's not get them.